I may be a little biased, but I believe projectors have the easiest human design. We are literally designed for success. Success without hustle, that is. We don't have the pressure to initiate, to take so much action, nor have the stress to be heard. Our auras do the talking for us. In fact, it's the aura of the projector that makes us unique, Designed to experience the most amount of conditioning of all the energy types, we gain our wisdom through sampling and experiencing the energy of other people. We truly see and understand those we come into auric contact with. This gifts us with the ability to be impactful leaders, effective mentors, and strong guides. In this episode, you will hear from a successful projector woman who is crushing it in life and business because she chooses to follow her design. Projectors of this generation are stepping into their power. They are unstoppable forces when they radiate self-love, patience, and confidence. You are listening to the Confidently You podcast. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I invite you to join me, Amber, your host on a journey of coming home to your confident self. I'm so fulfilled with helping you transform your life by exploring your true potential and embodying the highest expression of your unique energy. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to own the magic of your individuality, master your mind and energy, and manifest the life you once thought was impossible. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something you can unlearn. Unlearn the bullshit stories that play on repeat that stop you from living life on your terms and taking action with confidence. So if you love human design, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, confident soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I'm your host on your confidence building journey. And I'm so freaking jazzed about today's episode because we are continuing on with our Aligned Energy Type series. And today I have a wonderful projector coming onto the podcast. Her name is Tara Brene Craig. And we're going to be talking about building confidence as a projector and really like what it looks like when you step into alignment as a projector and what possibilities become available to you when you find yourself living in alignment with your design. So to tell you a little bit about Tara, Tara is a 1-3 projector who utilizes her design in her business through experimenting and learning about manifestation and different processes and then sharing her knowledge with her clients via her membership platform and online courses. 
She also runs a Projector Project Facebook group to help projectors really thrive in their lives and businesses and created a four-week course called Projectors Getting Paid to help them start receiving an abundance of invitations and start truly living by their design. She loves all things mindset and manifestation and helping people create their absolute dream lives. So I felt inspired to invite Tara onto the podcast. Uh, I've been following her on Instagram for almost a year now, and I'm also part of her uh, Projector Project Facebook group. And so naturally, when it came to considering, okay, who do I want to have on the podcast that is a projector and also like really living by a strong example of how you can really achieve a sense of success while living in alignment with your design and Tara naturally came to mind I've been watching her grow her business and succeed over and over again and I knew that when it came to showing fellow projectors that true example that she was the one that I wanted to have on so I'm super jazzed to have her on the podcast I think this is such a great interview that her and I have together and I'm so looking forward for you to tune in and to hear all of the wisdoms from Tara so without further ado please welcome Tara Brene Craig to the podcast Right. Hello, Tara. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I am super jazzed to have you on our show today, a fellow projector. And I love opening up the podcast with asking my guests, um, what makes you feel most confident? I love that question. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this interview today. Um, For me, it's really like getting clear on who the next kind of level version of myself is and really embodying her every single day. So for example, like I'm coming to you as like this multi-million dollar business owner um, and just really owning like the next level version of me. And that always helps me just release any fears or worries. And I use that trick a lot. I used to really struggle with like social anxiety and, and that sort of thing. And I used to just pretend I was really confident and I loved having conversations with people and that really allowed me to shift into the next level and increase my confidence. Mm, Thank you for sharing. I love that idea of like embodying that future version of yourself or I sometimes like to refer to it as like my alter ego who it is that I'm looking to upgrade to to be next. Yeah yeah kind of like the 2.0 version of me that always helps me feel more confident. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about like your story with business manifestation, you know, all that juiciness. What was your life like before, you know, you found out that you were a human design projector and that journey? Um, Yeah, very similar, probably to like a lot of projectors where I worked really, really hard. And I used a lot of energy drinks and caffeine to supplement and try to make it to where I was. The kind of short version in a nutshell is I really wanted to be a personal trainer and nutritionist. And I discovered manifestation through reading The Secret. And I was at a really kind of dark period in my life. I had had really bad back injury where I couldn't do anything. Like I could barely even put pants on and I'd just been dumped and I was just struggling with anxiety, all of the above. And I found the secret, made my first vision board, wanting to be a personal trainer and have my own studio. And from there, I just started like working to make it happen. I dropped out of my elementary education degree and I 
pursued a career in personal training and nutrition. And within two years, I had my own studio and it was just like my dream come true. It was, but I was not being a projector. I was working from like 4am till nine o'clock at night, like sometimes sleeping at the gym and really like abusing supplements to make sure that I could keep up with all the other personal trainers and all the workouts and all of that. Um, but I did love it. And it was my dream for such a long time. And then I got really burnt out and I was becoming more and more fascinated with manifestation and mindset and really diving into that world versus the whole fitness world. And I remember it's funny because this was totally an invitation and it was, it kind of shows the ease of invitations and I hadn't really come out of the spiritual closet quite yet, but people knew that I was into vision boards and somebody messaged me one time on Facebook and she was like, you should do a vision board workshop. And I was like, oh, that would be cool. Like I would do that. So I put out one post on my Facebook. I charged like $40 or something and um, all the spots sold out in like five minutes. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. People came. And I was just like blown away. And after that night, like I held it at the gym and it was like this whole vision board workshop. I came home and I was just like, that is what I want to be doing. Like, I want to be talking about that. That was, it just lit me up so much. So I started really shifting gears and going more online first with like workout videos, because that's what I knew. And then I ended up offering long story short, I really wanted to go on the manifestation babe retreat in Bali. And it was about $15,000 Canadian. And um, I didn't have that money. <laughs> and I was trying so hard to like make my online workout videos work to make more money so I could go on this retreat. And I was trying to force it and force it. And it wasn't working. Obviously, I wasn't really into fitness anymore. First of all, I didn't want to be doing that. So of course, it wasn't working. And I finally like, <sighs> sat back and was like, okay, I just need to allow like the universe to kind of show me my next steps. And this idea plopped into my head to offer like a beginner manifestation course. I called it manifest Mondays. And I ended up having like a $20,000 launch. I just, wow. just because like, I, and this is so funny, like we can talk more about marketing and that sort of thing as a projector, but I knew nothing about like online marketing or anything like that at the beginning of my business. And things were so easy for me because I was just really excited about things and I talked about it online and people just signed up. So that brought me to Bali and then kind of my whole life changed and I ended up retiring the gym and pursuing a career teaching mindset and manifestation, which is what I do now. And um, it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> mm, oh, that's such a great story. And I have to say that manifestation baby, Catherine Zinkina is one of my mentors. So a little bit of jealous vibes coming here, but in like a loving way, like, oh, that's so cool that someone that I know or sort of know <laughs> that actually got to meet her and work with her. And before we got on this call, you said that it was a life changing experience to, to, to be with her. So what was your like biggest takeaway? Like what was the shift that happened for you when you were on that retreat that changed everything for you? I think like, first of all, the women on the retreat were incredible. There was like 12 of us and we all became so close and they're lifelong friends. Um, and it was just like all, it, I don't even know how to describe it. I think it was just like, there was so much permission to kind of 
go after your dreams and hearing more from Catherine's story and also seeing her as like this totally normal 26 year old like she's younger than me and obviously wildly successful and her and Brennan and and how amazing they are together and um it was just like I just realized that it was possible for me as well and and that's when I decided when I got home to like really go for it because I didn't want to look back and like regret anything so I'm so happy that I that I <laughs> spent all that money it was like beyond worth it I yeah. anyone has the opportunity to go like I highly recommend that retreat mm. Mm-hmm. So when you came home, you had this, you know, you were really inspired feeling, um, you know, feeling like you could really pursue your dreams unapologetically. What was like the next thing that you did or who was the next version of you that you became in order to really step into, step into the success that you have now? This is a really good question because it's not like a rainbows and sunshine type of thing. Like I got home. And I ended my engagement. Um, I realized that like I wasn't with the right person. I really, my whole life had wanted like this soulmate love story that I knew and I had certainty. And I realized that even though he was wonderful, like he wasn't the person for me. So that was incredibly difficult. And I think like the theme here was like, I had to come home and dismantle my life and like everything in it that was good. I had to let go of to make way for something that was great. So it was a very dark night of the soul. Like I had just turned 30 and I was now single. I had to move out. I had to move into my sister's backyard because there's no, there's nowhere to rent. I couldn't afford it. I retired my gym, which was like my bread and butter and my community. And, and people were like upset that I didn't want to pursue that anymore. Like they were understanding, but also like, it was also their community and it was like a really big part of their lives. So I like lost a lot of friendships. Um, Basically everything had to fall apart. It was like, not really a fun time, Um, but I slowly found my way. So I just kind of like had to let go of everything and restart. And I started started my podcast. Um, I started getting really clear on like who the next level version of me was and what she was doing and how she was like spending her days and really trying to, um, become and like become that version of me. And, um, from there it was like, I'd already launched the manifest Monday. So I had a little bit of background with the online world and I had that course. And I, I also have a, um, like past with binge eating and bulimia. And I, started to combine intuitive eating principles with manifestation. And that became like a really big part of my life. I lost 35 pounds and really healed my relationship with food and body. And that was my next course. So it was just kind of like a slow build. Um, Yeah. And then from there, like, I think things like really kind of started to take off. And then I ended up meeting like my soulmate and it was really like the romantic love story. Like we met each other. We knew he proposed two weeks later we got married within three months. Now we're about to have a baby. And it was like everything that I always envisioned and, and yeah, just keeps going from there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, and I love that there's no sugarcoating either. And I would, I would say that that's true for, you know, almost any person that you meet is that, you know, when someone experiences true fulfilling success, you know, often we have to take away that old foundation that was Mm -hmm. underneath and supporting our old reality. We got to release all of that shit that is holding us back where in the moment, you know, it, it seems good. But once you gain that extra level of awareness, like, oh, okay. Something 
isn't fitting in here. I got to release. I think that release is probably one of the biggest ingredients to be a successful manifester or a conscious or intentional manifester is really releasing and creating space for those new enlightened experiences to come to you. It sounds like you did that. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't easy, but it was definitely worth it in the end. And I think that's like something that I would tell anybody who's listening, like, it's so scary to let go of things when they're comfortable or even if they're, if they're good, like things were good. I had, I had dreamed of having that gym. I had, I had a really good relationship and all of that. But um, if you feel within you that there's something pulling you towards more, like that is available to you. And it's like so scary, but it's so worth it when you look back. Mm, Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your journey, specifically about being a projector. What was your response when you first learned about being a projector? I know I was like, what? I can't manifest. I can't keep, I can't work like everybody else. Oh, that feels really disempowering, but eventually had a mindset shift. So I'm curious, like, what was your response when you learned that you were a projector? Um, yeah, it was definitely a mixture. First, a huge relief because... Mm. I was like exhausted. Like I just had been pushing my, I'm also like an Aries and I'm really just like fiery and I want, I, I'm not one to like sit back and wait. So I was frustrated by the like, wait for the invitation strategy, but, um, I have some things to say about that, but, um, yeah, it was a lot of relief. And I just felt like I had been given this like permission slip. And I looked back at my life and I saw how, things could go so easily for me when I wasn't like pushing and forcing them. And like, I saw when I had pushed and forced how it was just like a struggle and difficult. So I could look back and be like, this make it, it resonated with me so much. It made so much sense. It was hard for me to wrap my head around like the, like letting go and leaning back a little bit, which Mm. I'm still working on, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have, Really, in the past couple of months, especially, I've known about my human design for about 12 months now, but really it's these last couple of months that I've truly found myself understanding and being able to embody like what it really means to wait for divine timing or to allow things to happen in their flow. Like, so for example, um, I'm launching my group coaching container right now. I think at that time will have already expired by the time this episode airs. But at the time of this recording, I'm you know launching my program right now. And I wanted, I really wanted to have a podcast come out on Monday because that was like the ideal time for this episode to come out. But things just didn't align for it to come out that day. I had to wait to record it. I had to wait for my editor to edit it. I had to wait for the manager to be able to touch it so that she could do her finishing stuff on it. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. It's going, (laughs) this is the way that it's supposed to happen. Because if I tried to have forced it, it would have had this forcing energy, this energy of desperation um, coming out behind it. And I would not have made like the impact that I wanted to with that episode had I tried to force it. And um, I think another thing that's really guided me to feel this way, to really understand this way, is that um, recently I've been really living in flow with my podcast. I haven't been forcing anything. Everything has been totally organic, totally in alignment. And it's only with these past, you know, couple of months. Now I'm noticing that increase of downloads on my podcast. I Mm -hmm. cracked the top 200 list. 
I'm getting like massive downloads every day for it. I'm like, whoa, like two months ago, I was lucky to get that many downloads in a month and I got it in a day. Are you serious? And it's just so like, it feels so good to know like, okay, I'm following my strategy. I'm following the energy. I'm doing what my energy is calling me to do. I'm not tired. I'm not burnt out. I feel good and things are happening for me. It took some time, right? Like it's a journey, but it it took time, but it feels good. Yeah, I, I, I resonate with that so much. And I think like I, I set like a really big kind of, I've always had really big goals in my business, but especially for this year. And then I got pregnant and I really think it happened as part of the unfolding of my huge goals in my business, because I was meant to learn, like, I still wasn't quite getting the lesson of like (laughs) leaning back a little bit. Like I still really loved like work really hard and make things happen. And And that does work for me, but not, it's like to the detriment of like, I'm not truly like allowing all the full projector magic to happen. And I ended up having like the biggest month of my business ever in my first trimester when I just let go. And I was like, okay, Mm. I'm really learning. (laughs) It's, it's the same thing as earlier. Like this is a constant lesson in my life, like letting go of what we know, to allow for something better. And you have to have that trust that something better is going to come. So like I built my business to be like a really successful six figure business, like working really hard. And it's like really scary to kind of let that go and lean back. But like, it's the same lesson. Like we have to allow, and it was the same with my body, like letting go of dieting and exercise and all those things. And then once I finally let go of what I knew it was effortless weight loss from there anyway. Mm, yeah yeah as soon as you like get out of that mentality like oh I have to lose this weight right instead you know again coming back to like that version of yourself well that version of myself maybe doesn't lose weight that version of myself loves herself no matter what her weight is and the more that you love and love and love yourself your body's going to naturally find its way to its homeostasis or it's not even its homeostasis but it's um it's potential. Yeah. A thousand percent. And yeah, body's a tough one for people to wrap their head around, but the more you can start living as if you're already in the body that you love, like the faster the body will come. And trust me, I spent 17 years of my life, like dieting and over-exercising and restricting my food intake. And when I finally like, let go of all of that, it happened so easily. So yeah. 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 You and I actually have a similar background story. I too struggled with disordered eating for like 15 plus years. Also like binging and purging, like that sort of thing. And for me, it was, it was never really about my weight. That was like a coping mechanism that did not work. (laughs) It did not work. And in fact, it made things way worse for me, but, um, you know, looking to accept help, you know, I needed help at that time. And when I opened myself up to that, you know, that was a part of me that healed. And I don't know why I went down that path, but I just wanted to make that connection with you. It's like, yeah, we have that similar story too. (laughs) Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. it. I think so many people, so many women especially struggle with that. So I think it's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when learning about your design, what was like the thing that really clicked for you? Like for me, it was like hearing the word invitation. It had some sort of like a resonance for me. It was like, ah, okay, there's something to this word, like feeling like I need to be invited. So what was like for you, that thing that made you go, okay, I really need to look into this more. Cause 
there's something, there's something here. What was that for you? Um, I was the exact same. Yeah. Like waiting for the invitation at first was like quite frustrating for me, but when I looked back, I realized that like all the most, like the biggest success stories in my life and the most effortless kind of manifestations had come from an invitation. And I, I learned, and I know I re, I remember thinking like when I first discovered manifestation and I wanted everybody to know about it and, and I would be hanging out with all my girlfriends and I'd be like trying to tell them like, and like, nobody would hear, it was like a blank, like nobody would hear me and I would feel so bitter. And I was like, this makes so much sense. Like I was not invited to like share my opinions but I was trying so hard to be like you have to know about this like this will change your life and and then I noticed like obviously when people invited me then it went a whole lot differently um so that was a big one and yeah as I learned a lot more about invitations like I think there can be really misunderstood for projectors and we think that it's such a just we have to sit and wait for someone to Mm -hmm. invite us to do anything and I have that projector project Facebook group and I it's like so like hard for me because I see so many people like oh what do you do while you're just like waiting around I'm like no you don't need to wait around like it's more so that like it's like that direct thing. Like you don't want to go up to somebody and be like, this is how I think you should change your life without an invitation. That's really not going to go well for you. But projectors, like you don't have to wait to create things. You like write the book, create the course, share about what you love. Don't do it to seek an invitation and seek validation because that's not going to get you anywhere and you will end up Mm -hmm. better. But like do the things that you love, follow what lights you up and invitations will just flood in. Like nobody invited me to um, start writing blog posts about projectors or create a projector Facebook group or any of that. But once I did, and I shared about it with like no commitment, like things, people kept joining the group. You invited me to be on your podcast. Like I ended up creating a course because I had so many questions about projectors and all that. So I think that's just a big misconception that I wanted to talk about because yeah. you feel so stuck in that waiting for an invitation, but you can create things. You can follow what you love, do what lights you up and more and more invitations. will. you can't stop them from coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can, nobody can ignore the patient and magnetic projector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with everything that you just said, but I, I also believe like in the reverse. So when, um, like when times that it is good to wait for an invitation, I find sometimes like when people ask me about my business, so very much so like you, and a lot of people think it's like woo woo shit, right? And mm-hmm. so when people ask me about my business, I purposefully play hard to get. Mm. I purposefully will be like, the right person is going to ask the right questions and they're going to be hooked as soon as like, I just wait to like sort of bait them out a little bit because like, I can kind of sense when someone is open to hearing about what I do versus someone that is not like, you just kind of tell that about people. And so there'll be some people I'll just be like, Oh yeah, I I have my own business. And that's the end of the conversation or where some people, and I say, I have my own business. They're like, Oh, what do you do? And then they ask me another question and another question and another question. And all of a sudden I've got them like in the palm of my hand, like, (laughs) hello, step into my (laughs) web (laughs) because like, you once you once you recognize the projector it's like okay I want some of what they're want some of what they're offering right so I actually think like having to in in some instances or in some cases it's really beneficial 
to wait for an invitation because then it's like you're filtering out the people that aren't meant to be in your crowd, right? And the ones that offer you the accurate invitation, it's like, okay, yeah, there's something here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally 100% agree. And like, when I say like share, like create the things, like I really mean that from a place of like, you're so pulled towards like creating or putting something out there that you, you literally couldn't like stop yourself if you tried. But I have been in situations where I'm like, okay, well I need money. And like, I should just launch this. And like that never works. And like, yeah. that's really have to sit back and wait and like allow the inspiration to come through. And it's like, I only, I try to only do things that I'm so like pulled towards and I would do them regardless if anybody even looked at me, you know, like that. Uh, but yeah, so I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like not approaching things from that place of fear. That's what mm-hmm. kind of sounded like you were touching at, you know, I need money. So I got to do this. Well, no, that you're charging that with the energy of fear and you're just going to perpetuate those fear results. Whereas when you approach it from, I'm doing this unapologetically, I'm doing this because I love it, X, Y, Z that's when like the magic starts to happen, but that's also the scary route to take, right? Like that's the path unwalked on, you know, and whatnot. And so there's a lot of fear about the unknown, but I think there's a lot of excitement about that too. Yeah. In my experience, it always pays off to wait until you're like so pulled or invited and it's like very aligned. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is your favorite part about being a projector? We were kind of talking a little bit about this before we got on the call, but tell me what's, what do you love about it? I think like, um, ironically, um, because I was such a go-getter, like most of my life, it's ironically knowing that I don't have to go out there and like make things happen or force things is so refreshing for me. Like I've really, I think projector is like the best human design to have because um, we get to like study what we love and like dive into things that excite us and people just come. Like it really is. Like I've seen a quote from like Ra Uru. Um, who said like when projectors really get into their power like the, people look at them like kind of like fuck you because <laughs> they slide so easily through life and ironically like before I learned about human design and at the very beginning of my business before I got too invested in like all the shoulds things were so easy for me like that first launch being a 20k launch like I did this like fitness challenge when I was still into fitness and I had 380 people sign up and I probably had like 500 Instagram followers. Like I've never had that many people sign up for anything ever again. Um, and it was because like, I was, I was truly like living as a projector before I knew about being a projector, but yeah, just, it just does get to be easy. And my husband is also a projector and I think like you should probably interview him as well. Cause he is like, he's too shy, but he <laughs> is like the, definition of a projector like he's an osteopath and he fixes concussions and he had to he had a same sort of story like worked so hard like was just like killing himself out in Ontario and then he moved his practice out here when we moved out here and he just like sat back and he's like I'm not doing anything even me I was like are you sure you don't want to like post on social media or do do anything and it was like making me nervous and he just followed what lit him up he's like I feel really called to work with a personal trainer and he just started like feeling really good 
the personal trainer asked him what he did literally like referred someone to him the next day and he had like a wait list of clients ever since then it's just like person after person after person all word of mouth he doesn't do any social media he doesn't do any advertising like he just is such a magnetic projector people just find him and fly from new york to work with him like it's crazy wow that's yeah. incredible so for like two months and like worked with him every single day he healed her and like people fly from all over the world and it, he doesn't do anything to like get them to come they just find him <laughs> so it's a good word example of, of a projector yeah. yeah word of mouth is probably the most ideal kind of advertising for yeah. a projector hearing other people's firsthand experiences it's like the invitations are just gonna come because that that firsthand experience that word of mouth is really like that's so invaluable versus mm-hmm. me like hopping on my story and being like yo come check out like what I got right <laughs> yeah and I think I mean that's actually such a good point because it's funny like when I was a personal trainer and I had the gym like I just naturally my belief was like if I have one person come to me for personal training I know that like they will recommend me and it and it was it was really effortless I had a wait list I never used social media as a way to like get people and then you get into the online space and you forget that word of mouth is still a thing even though you're not like as close one-on-one with people and I think you start to you get so caught up in like I have to be on stories I have to post every day I have to do reels I have to do email marketing I have to do a podcast and it's like I never had to do any of those things for my really successful personal training business like I really like developed some limiting beliefs along the way and I'm finally like shedding all of those now but yeah yeah Yeah, I actually find I um well as projectors we see people right and I have personally found if I post every day I get the opposite results that I want mm. because I make people feel seen too much. That's <laughs> Where, yeah. So I find I feel more in flow. It feels more, mm, feels more aligned for me when I just allow thoughts to come out me when they do. And that happens infrequently, which means that I have now become, become like wildly inconsistent on <laughs> social media, but that's okay. I'm also been getting more followers lately, even though I'm showing up, you know, quote unquote, inconsistently opposed to what all of like those big influencers would tell you to do on yeah. social media. But I don't do that. But I've gotten like more followers recently, um, and more engagements on my posts, because I'm really like filtering out my tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just have to trust that like, it is in that like quiet, like <laughs> sitting with and following what feels good where people are just drawn to us and it's trust. There's a lot of trust involved in being a projector. Yeah. And I think that trust, it plays hand in hand with patience, right? Because in order to trust, you got to have the patience that, you know, trusting that things are going to happen the way that they do. And I really do believe that people cannot resist a patient projector so patience has become like my new thing (laughs) one of the things that I'm like it's really at the forefront of my focus like just be patient just be patient just be Mm -hmm. patient things are gonna happen they're gonna happen and that's going to increase your magnetism and your and your vibrancy and your frequency I know you love talking about (laughs) frequency yeah 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 I love that I think I might have needed to hear the patience message today so (laughs) I guess that that segues me into my next question or it was one of the, what are some of the challenges that, that you face as a projector and how do you support yourself through those challenges? Um, 
Yeah, I really, it's um, like a combination because I'm an energy projector and I have a lot of defined centers. Like I really struggle with um, like not just like going for things. And then, and like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like trial and error. And like, if I, I do have like more energy, so I can like kind of pump out more things, but that is sometimes like doesn't feel aligned and I get caught up in like being a generator and trying to like push so much that I have to like reel myself back and kind of step back and be like, is this actually aligned? And like, am I just doing this because like I can, but it's not actually like serving me. So I have to be really aware of like how I'm using my energy. Um, and also like, I have like such a thing. I don't know if this relates to like being a projector or not, but like, I really love to like be productive. And like, I, I tie a lot of value, like self-worth and value in like how much I can accomplish. So, and, but then on when I'm really like, I just can't do it. I don't have the energy. I don't have the inspiration. I, I that's what I struggle with the most is like really allowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, this past year, I really healed a lot of that. I went through like a period where I just became obsessed with like knitting and crochet. And I literally like, couldn't even get myself to work. I was like, I just don't even care about my business. Like I just want to knit all day. And that's what I did. And I really followed it. And now being pregnant, my priorities have really shifted. And that's really shown me like, okay, if I could only work like one hour a day, like what am I going to be doing? And, and really like preparing for that. And um, Mm. yeah, giving myself like permission to rest. And I'm so grateful that I'm married to a projector who's such a good projector because he tells me all the time, like, just be a projector. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) I I've always been curious about the dynamic between like projectors and projectors in relationships about like, okay, who invited the other? And like, cause I've heard that, you know, you don't have to invite another projector. Right. And so do you want to share a little bit about that? Like how that happened? Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it actually makes so much sense that we're both projectors. Um, basically what happened is like, I set the intention to meet my soulmate and I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. And um, I had the pull to meet my best friend, Lauren in Toronto and her roommate is Trevor. And I contacted him to just get him to help me with the surprise. I was going to surprise her with a visit. And he called me the next day and we talked on the phone and it was, it was like instantly, like we both like felt like we'd known each other, like in another lifetime, like there was like no invitation. It was just like this instant, like we knew. And I flew out there the next week. And, and once we met in person, like it was game over. Like we said, I love you the very next day. There was no, like, will you be my girlfriend? Or like, do you think like, we just like, and I think maybe when two productors come together, like we just saw each other so deeply and it, mm. it was like crazy. Like we just had, it, it's like, I knew him. I already knew him and he already knew me. And um, yeah, it just naturally flowed. Like he had always wanted to live in BC where I live. And so there was no need to like invite or decide like where we were going to live. Like that was, that kind of flowed naturally. And um, yeah, there was never really even an invitation. It was just like this instant, like we were now together forever. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's yeah. such a cute story. <laughs> and now you're having a little Bubba. Yeah. I wonder, I'm so excited to find out what his human design is. <laughs> yes I had um a friend of mine who's also obsessed with human design 
um, it was her, she had a brand new niece or something like that. And she said the very first thing that she did was look up her niece's human design. So I was like, yeah, yeah that's vibes. I would I, do the exact same thing. <laughs> I like wrote on my birth plan. I'm like, I need to know the exact time that he comes out of me so I can look up his human design later. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'll be very, very curious as to what you <laughs> what he is it's a boy right you're gonna have a yeah. boy yeah very cute yeah <laughs> I have a manifesting generator for a son his dad oh. is a man- my partner his dad is a manifesting generator as well and thank god <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I struggle to keep up with him he is so like here and here and here and all over the place I mean I've got some tools in place like that I can so I've learned that I need to set up toy stations for him, mm-hmm. give him a variety of options to choose from. And then I can sit back and watch him do that, or I can play with him. But every now and again, I'm finding myself like feeling a little bit burnt out, trying to keep up with him and stuff. Cause he's so energetic, but then his dad comes to the rescue and he offers that beautiful sacral energy <laughs> to take over. Uh. Yeah. I'm so interested in parenting and human design. I think that'll be a whole new journey and lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so excited because I'm seeing my friends now or not even my friends, but like people in the online world starting to like learn about human design and like talking about it in their parenting. And like, uh, for example, I had somebody like make a Facebook post like, hey, do I know any manifestors? Do I know any projectors? Because I have a manifestor child and a projector child, but I'm a generator and I want to know how to support them. Yes. Yes. I want to have these conversations with people. Yes. I want to support our kids and to like so that we know how to support their energy like for example I really believe that there are so many like misdiagnosed kids with ADHD out there but and there are a bunch of manifesting generators yeah exactly yeah (laughs) to know that like okay they're not their differences are not defects Mm -hmm. they're just different and instead of trying to get them to sit in a desk for eight hours a day, that's not how their energy is best suited. And in fact, we're suppressing their power. If we, if we do that, what if instead we created a type of school where, you know, they went all over the place or whatever that would look like. Yeah. Could have so many things on the go at once. Yeah. And like projectors aren't lazy. Like we just need to like conserve. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So if you could offer a really good piece of advice to projectors, if there was one thing or one golden nugget that you could offer, what would it be? Um, follow what you love and like, don't doubt that. I think like the biggest thing that has like catapulted my success in every area, like throughout my life has just been like, this makes me happiest and I'm going to pursue that. So really pay attention to what like lights you up and makes you so excited and that you could like learn about all day long and don't ignore that. Like, don't try to force yourself to fit into a box and, and really remember that you're here to give people permission to do things differently. Like we Mm. automatically do things differently. And instead of making ourselves wrong for that, or thinking like we need to fit in with everybody else, like you are here to like allow 
other people to recognize like, oh, I can make money while I nap too. Like there's <laughs> just to show people a whole new way and really, yeah, find what you love, like dive into what you love, share about what you love when it, in a way that feels aligned and like really good to you. And you will be so successful. Life will, life will be effortless. Mm, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to open up the floor for you and give you an opportunity to share with like, how can um, the listeners connect with you? Do you have any offers right now or anything that you would like to share about your business before we finish up? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tara Brunette Mindset. That's where I'm most active. And if you are projector um the projector project facebook group is like a great place tons of projectors in there that you can connect with and i do have like resources inside my membership that's all about human design and projectors and a course called projectors getting paid and all of that is evergreen so you can check it out you can try a week free in the membership and start diving into some projector content and um yeah i'd love to help you just like feel more aligned as a projector and let it be easy yeah I love that Facebook group. I've made some good connections with people in there. You know, there are so many fellow projectors out there that are seeking advice to, you know, honor themselves, but they too also have great advice. So it's, you know, a really nice reciprocating relationships, you know, with the people that you meet inside that group. So I'm super grateful that you have started this group and that it's attracted some beautiful projectors in there. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Mm, well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. This has been such a delight and I'm so excited that I got to have someone who is like you, that is leading by example, like following their design and experiencing success. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was so fun. You're welcome. And listeners, I will connect with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode.